from B Media Production. This is Business Essentials, practical advice and ideas to grow your business. Welcome to this episode of Business Essentials Podcast. I'm Peter Letts. When is a casual worker not a casual worker, but a part-time employee or a permanent employee or even a contractor? According to Cheryl Disher of HR Advice Online, it's easy to mistake one type of employment with another because the rules are complicated and for some, confusing. But don't expect much forgiveness from the courts if you get it wrong and the casual worker you thought you were employing suddenly feels unfairly done by and decides to take you to the Fair Work Commission. It happens, Cheryl says, and you could be severely penalised. So just to clarify things, how does Cheryl Disher define casual employment? Cheryl is talking to Heather Dawson. There's no set statutory definition of casual employment. However, the courts have generally interpreted the term casual to mean an employee who works only on demand by the employer without there being any advance commitment as to the duration of employment or the days or hours that the employee will work. Do employers get confused about what casual employment actually is? Absolutely, they do. (laughs) As a casual employee, you're not entitled to things like paid sick leave. However, you are entitled to sick leave, but it's not paid. You're also entitled to have time off, but you're not entitled to an annual leave or holiday payment. So there is definitely confusion by employers as to what the employee's entitlements are. But to compensate for that, you get a slightly higher rating. Absolutely. A casual gets a 25% loading, which is compensation for personal leave, annual leave and public holiday payment because they don't get paid for public holidays in the event that they normally would be rostered to work on that day, but they don't work it. Okay. So when is the position not full-time, but also not casual? Casuals can work full-time hours. So let's not be confused about that. Casuals can absolutely work full-time hours, but there is no advance commitment from the employer that they will work full-time hours every week. So they will actually work on demand by the employer. So the employer can ring them today and say, I haven't got any work for you next week, or I haven't got any work for you in the next couple of days, but I'll ring you on Monday morning and let you know what your roster is for the next week. So under some awards, there is a requirement to post a roster a week week or two weeks in advance, and that's more in the hospitality arena. But normally, an employer can, on demand, call a casual in or say to a casual, I don't have any work for you. Well, maybe you could give us some examples of um, the difference between casual and non-casual work, just to distinguish. Sure. The work can be in any type of work. So let's talk about the hospitality area. A permanent person might be rostered to work Thursday to Saturday and do 12 hours per day over those three or four days. A casual employee may be rostered to work the same hours, but could be called the day before and told that there's no actual work for them on Saturday night, so they're not required to attend. So in any field, there are casual employees. It doesn't matter whether you're talking about a receptionist or a hospitality worker or a medical worker, there are casual nurses, but they're not rostered to work and have absolutely no commitment to ongoing work. Where the Fair Work Commission draws the distinction between casual and full-time or ongoing is when a casual has systematic and regular hours of work historically. 
So if I look back over a casual employee's work over the last 12 months and they've worked 38 hours of work every week for the last 12 months, if they took it on against their employer, they would actually be deemed to be full-time. And in the event that the employer doesn't have the right documentation in place, it could be that the casual would be entitled to personal leave and annual leave, even though they've been paid that 25% loading. So this is where it's a very grey area. And that's an issue for employers as well, because they say, well, if they're going to get those, then that doesn't seem fair that they've had the extra money as well, like double dipping is called. Yes, it is double dipping. But on the other hand, if the casual has worked regular and systematic hours of work, then the employer is treating them like a full-time employee. And this is where it's very important that the employer has the right documentation in place. Okay. Now, do contractors fall under the same regime as casuals? No. Contractors are engaged under a commercial arrangement. Normally, they have an ABN and normally they invoice for work and goods and services that they provide to the business, not to the employer. Their work is normally done on an ad hoc basis and commercial contractors are not covered by the Fair Work Act. Okay. So who polices it all? Is it the Fair Work Commission, is it? Yes, it is. It's the Fair Work Commission, the courts and the tribunals, depending upon which state you're in. And does it often get tested in the courts? Yes, it does. There was a landmark decision called the Skeen decision, which is Workpack Proprietary Limited versus Skeen. And this case essentially reinforced that the traditional view held regarding casual employment, that it's irregular and uncertain and ad hoc by nature, as opposed to the regularity of part-time or full-time employment. And it overturns some of the case law, which has been allowed for the use of a casual to override the true nature of the employment. So what about the penalties for employers who get it wrong? Yes, this is an interesting one because employers who incorrectly classify employers as casual instead of full-time or part-time could be responsible for back paying various entitlements, but there are further implications for employers in relation to the employer's entitlements to various forms of paid leave, notice of termination, redundancy pay, public holidays and potentially access to unfair dismissal laws. Employers may also face fines or civil penalties if they get this wrong, so it is really important that they get it right. But it's understandable, don't you think, that employers sometimes have trouble with the regulations? Absolutely. Our regulations around employing not only casuals, Heather, but all people under the Fair Work Act is very confusing for employers if they don't have the right advice. The National Employment Standards define the entitlements of all employers, but again, there is still some ambiguity over whether a casual employee is engaged on a systematic basis or whether they're engaged on an ad hoc basis. So it does depend sometimes on the interpretation. Okay, so what's your final advice then to employers who uh, want to employ casual workers? Uh, What should they be doing? If they have current casual workers, they should review their casual agreements to ensure that they are limited to ad hoc work. And in the event that they have agreements, they should make sure that those agreements contain offset clauses around what that 25% loading does cover in the event that the work is more regular and more systematic. They need to be very diligent when classifying casuals to make sure that they don't work set regular systematic hours and that there isn't absolute certainty about the ongoing commitment. In their agreement, they need to have a clause that actually specifies that they are casual and that they can be called or conversely told that they're not required to work at any point in time, particularly taking into regard the 
conditions around that in the award that they are applicable to and ensure that you're aware and understand your casual obligations under the award that you operate under. Do you have clarity about it all on your HR online Absolutely, we do. And one of the services that we provide to our clients is to ensure that they actually have the right documentation when engaging casual employees. Cheryl Disher, and that's hradviceonline.com.au. And that ends Business Essentials Podcast. So you don't miss out on future episodes, why not subscribe? And if you found this valuable, we'd love you to leave a review. For further information about us, or if you'd like to listen to more interviews like this one, visit businessessentials.com.au. We hope you've enjoyed Business Essentials Podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Thanks for listening. This Business Essentials Podcast has been produced by B Media Production, building engagement and adding value through quality audio communication. Music.